independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It's finally over. Midterms are now officially done, dusted. Put to bed, rap, slap, flap, blap, and done, done, done. Thank God. Walker lost, not a surprise. We all move on with our life. Warnick won. Both their speeches last night, I thought, you know what? Pretty damn good. Uh, But we got to be honest with ourselves, right? Like, the experiment's over. Thank you, Trump. You gave us a lot of good things. Shifted the courts. You did a lot of really good things. It's time to go. And you and the likes uh, of your sycophants who who want to to allow you to uh, take kiss asses on and pick and and you know part of the big thing about Trump when when he went away, if you will, lost was oh now he's got a chance to be the star maker, the kingmaker. Here's the thing about being the kingmaker: you got to pick some winners. He didn't pick any winners. He didn't. And let's be honest now. I've been saying it for a while. Herschel Walker was ill-equipped to be a senator. He was a bad, bad, bad candidate. He was. Last night was the best I've seen of Herschel Walker. Last night was the best I've seen of him There was no talk of werewolves. There was no election fraud. There was none of that. He came out, and you know what he did? He wasn't the chaos and the crazy. He was just a guy who just came out and said, well, I lost. I like that. That's a good thing. But one of the things I said is when they called the race, I said the numbers doesn't look like they're going to add up. But one of the things I want to tell all of you is you never stop dreaming. I don't want any of you to stop dreaming. I don't want any of you to stop believing in America. I want you to believe in America and continue to believe in the Constitution and believe in our elected officials most of all. I thought, wow. There was no screaming of, of, of this or that. There was none of the things. But he lost. And that's the reality. of it. The reality is it's over. I'm done with it all. No more election talk for at least an hour. Oh, are you serious? It's just, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. It is. The most absurd thing that came out last night was, uh, <laughs> was the winner. That's right, the winner. Neil, uh, the pastor, Pastor Warnock. Coming on out and saying this insanity. Let me be clear. Just because people endured long lines that wrapped around buildings some blocks long just because they endured the rain and the cold and all kinds of tricks in order to vote doesn't mean that voter suppression does not exist wait a minute we had two americans who happen to be black running for senate in the state of georgia with the highest turnout maybe ever and you're like voter suppression for sure. And you won, by the way. You won. So first let's let's dissect this. So the weather? So Republicans control the weather now. Yes, Chad. They control the weather. And uh uh that was one of them. Long lines. So voter suppression 
because of long lines. Well, yeah, because so let's say I'm walking up to a line and I'm just standing in a line. I'm like, man, this thing's going to take forever. But you know what? Uh, I want to vote today. This is what I'm going to do. I mean, I could have voted other times. But you know what? I'm, today's the day. I'm, I'm here to vote. Okay, okay. And then somebody knocks me, you know, taps me on the shoulder. Hey, hey, Chad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're white. Ugh. The white line, well, there is no line. Just just go over there. White people vote over there. Black peoples have to stand in this line, and you'll notice that it's only foggy and rainy over them. Yeah, we've got 73, little slight breeze. Oh, it's fantastic. You're going to love it. Puffy white clouds. They've got rain and all of the stuff. The white people, you guys, you guys don't even have a line. Just just whatever. Just vote twice if you want. <laughs> oh my god. But it's over. It's done. We've moved on. And uh again, last night, eh, I look at it, I thought, eh, did anybody really expect anything different? I'm just curious. Did you honestly think that 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 he was gonna win? I, I didn't uh, at all. I mean, again, and I just I thought he was a poor candidate from the werewolves to the vampires. And and, you know, he didn't know what a pronoun is. And and uh, did he even live in, <laughs> in Georgia or did he still live in Texas? He was a bad candidate. And that's the reality. And this is a wake up call right now for the Republicans. Where do you go from here? It's been a really bad start to Trump's campaign between the insanity dinner with uh, Nick Fuentes, Milo Yiannopoulos, and his rival in 2024, Kanye West, to yesterday's, uh, you know, conviction of the Trump.org in New York, to a lot of other things in between, the, the and including the calling for the suspension of the Constitution, because we should rightly reinstate me as king ruler. Uh, it's just not, it, it's time to make a decision. It is. It is time to make a decision for the for uh, the Republicans. That's a them thing. I'm not part of this. Jeff Duncan, who, by the way, is Lieutenant Governor of Georgia. He's on CNN today. He was on with Anderson Cooper last night. Uh, this is one of those guys where when you hear him talk, you're like, that guy. That's the guy. That guy, he, he's got something. Right. Like I look over and I see DeSantis. I get it. Right. You know, you see that you see when I every time I see this guy, I'm like that guy right there. Some about that guy. By saying if you're a Republican, you're disappointed. And the only way to explain this is candidate quality. Right. That's the only way to explain it. What's a nine plus point delta between Brian Kemp's margin and where it looks like Herschel Walker is going to finish this up at. So candidate quality does matter. Look, we've got a lot of work to do. I think Americans wake up all over this country worried about two things. The direction of Republicans wake up worried about two things. Who's going to take the lead in the party and what's the economy going to do? People are going to be scared to death tomorrow to lose their job and they don't know where, where the Republican Party's headed. We need a leader to show up big time. We need a once in a generation leader to show up that actually understands conservatism, understands the values and the outcomes of making conservative decisions and truly challenge Joe Biden in 24. If we don't take our medicine here, it's our fault. Exactly. Again, Lieutenant Governor Jeff. Jeff Duggan, he's a smart guy. That guy, that's the guy. But if you're the Democrats, you're like, hey, we won. Okay. You beat a guy in Georgia who should never even been on the ticket. 
You beat a guy who, let's be real. I think part of the reason, you know, you look at him and, and you think, is, is he's a moron? He's an idiot. He's a, he's, he, he's, he's something, right? But you beat a guy who shouldn't have been on the ticket, who's talked about werewolves and vampires, and you barely beat him. It's not like you got 70%. You had to go to a runoff. In most places that 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 were swing states, chance to take back things, a chance in, in, in where they poured money, you barely won beating candidates that you wouldn't think should have been anywhere near the discussion of running. Here in Arizona, Carrie Lake lost. Like by the way, she's got quiet like that. The new Stacey Abrams to call her. She lost by 17,000 votes. It was about three and a half, four million votes. I mean, it was, it was a decent amount, but she lost 17,000 votes. This is the woman who in John McCain's home state told, if you voted for him, don't vote for me. Get out. We don't want you. The woman she beat in the primary, Karen Taylor Robeson, is very conservative. Worked with Reagan, all of those things. When I ask all of the pollsters and the political pundits that just focus in Arizona and in the West, would she have won over Kerry Lake? Their overwhelming answer was anywhere between 10 and 20 points. She would have won. Couldn't get out the primary. So if you're a Democrat and you're celebrating, you better hope Trump sticks around a lot longer. Because of a competent individual like Jeff Duncan, right? A competent individual, DeSantis, shows up and leads the party in a way that you got real conservative values, can figure out a way to expand said tent. And there's no election denying insanity. How do you think that race goes? That's a different thing. It is. Something to think about. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text said program. A lot of stuff to get to today. We got to squeeze it. It's Wednesday, right? It's a Wednesday. Like Tuesday, we're doing this, you know, talking a little bit. Mondays. I'm tacos. We're having some Wednesday, we get woke. And we got some wokeness for you that is spectacular. And we're also going to talk about the... Sad news that the open-air drug den in San Francisco is shutting down, and the numbers are surprising, and how many people it absolutely, totally helped uh, or didn't. Yeah. Should any of us be surprised? I don't think so. I really don't. And we're going to talk about Avatar. How good is it? I've spoken to a couple buddies who've seen the movie. It's surprising. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Twitter, Rough Greens, R-E-O-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. You hear me talk about this amazing canine supplement that I give my dogs every single day. So what does it do? It's sprinkled on top of your dog's food. It's amazing. You don't have to do anything. It's not like, okay, now you do this, and you got to pour water on it, but just a cup, and then you heat it up. No, you just take it, you put your whatever you feed your dog, you sprinkle it on top of that, and you just let it go. It is going to add to your dog's Food, But it's also going to bring you the nutrients inside of your dog's food really to the surface because right now a vast majority of that never gets materializes in the good way inside of your dog. It's going to help with their energy, their aches, their pains, their digestive tracts, and so many more things. Right now, Dr. Dennis Black wants you to try it for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. 
R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chat. Roughgreens.com slash chat. Try it now for free. Roughgreens.com slash chat. Chad Benson Show. Deep states? Uh, no. Deep doo-doo? Yeah. The Chad Benson Show. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. That's right. Many, 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 many years ago. Many years ago, we were attacked. Think about that for a second. Attacked. People hanging out, doing their thing. Knowing the war's going on in Europe and in the East. But we were attacked. Did we know more than we did? Did we want to get sucked in the war? All of those things are things that are, you know, conspiracy theories, some proven, some not. Everybody's got their own take on it. But the reality is, at the end of the day, there we were. Young men. Young men, by the way. I had a friend named Sammy Davis. That was really his name. Same age as the original Sammy Davis. He uh, forged his paperwork. Lived in Pittsburgh. Was 16. 16. Landed in Tarawa. It was a client of mine. We became pals. Very interesting character. Just great stories. Uh, uh, you know, uh, just interesting stories. They're, they're not going to be around long. In fact, there is 1%, I think, of people who fought in the war that are still alive. And by the end of this decade, there is going to be a handful of these men and the women who served. This is Lou Conter. Uh, he's going to go, at least trying to go, to Hawaii to visit Pearl Harbor. My doctor says, you know, getting there, flying there is only a few hours, but getting to the airport and getting up there and sitting around and waiting there, and, and eight or ten hours is too much for you to, to take at your age. Yeah, eight or ten hours is too much doctor said but he he wants to go feels he has to go wants to do things like honor them December 7th is a very big day in the 2403 military men that were killed that day should get the recognition above everybody they gave their life and they gave the all yeah and he comes from that greatest generation the ones who fought against tyranny the ones who fought against real evil real horror that was in front of us and he didn't want to hear about what a hero he is. Yeah, I'd like to be there because uh, there's only two of us still living from the Arizona. Yeah, that's the other thing. He was on the Arizona. Only two of them left, and he's one of them. So when I take Jack, when, I was, when we used to live in Palm Springs, we used to take him to the Air Museum there. And uh, we'd done the same thing when we were down in, in San Diego whenever we have a chance. And we, you know, they have docents. 
people that were there, people who flew the airplanes, people who fought in the war. But, you know, we went there for several years when I lived there. But and I would tell Jack to talk to them, to pick their brain, to to listen to what they have to say. And 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 because I said they're they're not going to be around here. And every time we'd go back, you know, year after year, uh, there'd be less of them. I mean, there'd be more from Vietnam and, and Korea. But the, from World War Two, there was, you know, there was less of them every single year. And it's important to remember, remember on this day. I mean, the reality is, is we had men, we had people who stood up in a nation where our kids are getting taught insane things who don't understand what's going on, who don't understand what real tyranny and hate and evil really looks like. And they think it's you're been misgendered or something like that. They're 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 a bit microaggressed. They have no idea what that really looked like. And it's good to revisit that. Yes, yes, we do have problems, and we've had problems, as has every nation on the planet. But when push came to shove, when evil was there, us, along with our allies, rose above it and squashed it. Something to think about. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show, your Twitter. It is Wednesday. Speaking of whiny, let's do a little wokeness straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Neil Warnock won last night. Uh, Raphael Warnock. I want to say Neil Warnock. That's, Neil Warnock is a football coach. Uh, Raphael Warnock won last night. Eh, everybody kind of knew he was going to win. Did he win by a ton? Nobody won by enough. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Uh, but something interesting is going on in the election world. And it's happening right now. And maybe one of the most. Here's the thing about how we view the world now. It is through the prism of outrage and entertainment. Okay, so insanity, crazy, wackiness, which equals entertainment, uh, but substance is usually very little. There's a case that's being heard in the Supreme Court that is very, very important. In fact, I've heard some people say it may be the most important case they have ever heard when it comes to us as a nation, our democracy. Sure, Chad. This is about what they call the independent state legislator theory so isl and what that does it essentially says hey there's nowhere in the constitution right in the election clause which says uh you guys in the in the, can can overrule how we do our elections the times the place and the manner of holding elections for senators and representatives and these are statewide elections shall be prescribed in each state by the legislator therefore Meaning, they get to make up the rules. And this was brought because of gerrymandering, which, by the way, I'm going to hear everybody bitching me. Both sides, you all do it. When I hear Republicans say, we don't do it, this is brought by Republicans because you guys tried to gerrymander in North Carolina. 
And if you don't know what gerrymandering, you want to talk about suppression and voting. Here's what gerrymandering, and it's hard to do on a statewide level, but in 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 and we're thinking think about congressional districts and things of that nature. Uh, the way that this works, and this is real voter suppression, and we we saw it in Los Angeles and heard it in Los Angeles when the the Los Angeles County supervisors and 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 their city council got together and were trying to figure out how to gerrymander power away from uh, uh, essentially the black neighborhoods and 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 more control for the Latino neighborhoods. We saw that go sideways. It what ended up happening because that tape that went out. This was brought because in North Carolina, they gerrymandered in such a way that it was just like, are you kidding me? Both sides do it. You guys only bitch when the other side gets what they want. This, though, would even go further. To the point where you couldn't even bring it to court at the state level. Oh. And that they could draw the lines however they feel. Ooh. And if need be, even decide who wins a race. Oh. Yeah. So what they're saying, it's the strongest form uh, of this. And the theory says that no other organ of state government can alter the legislators' actions on federal elections. The Supreme Courts of the state cannot require state laws to conform to state constitution, that governors may not use their veto power to reject bills about federal elections, that election administrators may not issue regulations adjusting legislative enactments to take account of, say, a pandemic, meaning you couldn't just say, look, we're going to do, you know, vote in by mail. And there are serious issues with that. We've talked about it. But it would also give them the opportunity to say... We don't think Joe Biden won. Therefore, we're sending a separate electoral college, people that we voted on. We're going to send a separate one because we don't think he won. And we've decided because we don't think it was right that we're going to choose. So there's a lot of stuff here to look at. But it is something that's important. When you want to talk about, you know, the suppression of vote and stuff, understand that the most important thing for these people is to always be reelected. To do that, you need to raise money. To to do that, you need to do a lot of different things. But one of the big things they do, and it's quiet, it's stuff we don't pay attention to because nobody's screaming and yelling, and it's, oh, my God, it's in the weeds, and it's tough, and I can't follow it because I've got the attention span of goldfish. I don't even know what I'm talking about. That's the scary part. These are things that really matter. And while all other things are going on in, quote, unquote, life, real business is getting done in the back rooms and the drawing up of stuff. And truly suppressing vote. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. I used to always say this, and I and I still uh, keep to this theory. Nobody wants a fair district, if you will, of 50-50. Because nobody really wants to know, oh, my crap didn't work. My BS didn't come off, right? And you're not always going to get a 50-50. But, you know, nobody really wants to have an understanding of, uh, you know, if it's fair, what if it's not good? What if I – those are the things that they, they you know – so when they draw these districts up, it is so ridiculous. And if you've seen it, it's worse than Trump's, you know, like hurricane lines and some of it. But people 
understand that, that that's so much. When you talk about voter suppression, a lot of that stuff, it, both sides do it. Both sides are absolutely culpable of it. And if you had the chance to do it yourself, of course. Like, could you imagine? It's like, all right, ma- ma- like, think about this for a second. You're going to play pickup basketball or soccer or baseball, whatever, with all of your friends. And you get the first, there's like 20 players. And out of the 20, 10 of them are great. Awesome. Major League Baseball, NBA. The rest of them are schlobs. But you get the first eight picks. <laughs> Like, come on. That's kind of what this is. You tilt the deck. Because nobody wants to have to really have themselves challenged. So when I always hear people talk about voter suppression, it's so many other things. And the thing is, some of this here about the willy-nilly changing of the rules and a lot of these other things that, that happened during the pandemic is absolutely valid to talk about. But to to do it in the way that so many are going to try to do it, and take advantage of it, that's the sad thing. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benton Show is your Twitter. Tweet, text, love hearing from everybody. Uh, guys, gals, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between. It's Wednesday. Every once in a while, it's just good to get a little woke. Okay, I have been made aware of the allegations. Is there anything you can say on your behalf? I'm trans? You just won HR. White people are also oppressed by racism. We're not. We are the oppressors. What the? What? What did you say? Do not bring that European nonsense into this ethnic household. Do you understand me? I have hair in my armpit. I have it there for a few reasons. One, lazy. Two, the patriarchy. And three, it's still exhausting. Oh my God. I'm It's time for Woke Wednesday. Woke Wednesday. You know, we were just talking earlier about what? Chad, you talk about a lot of things. We're talking about December 7th, Day of Infamy. Obviously, attack on Pearl Harbor. Our school systems are a hot mess. Was it Mike Pompeo last week? Was he in Vegas? Lost a lot of weight. I got to lose some weight. Uh, Mike was uh, there, and they asked him, like, you know, who's the, uh, it's, you know, who who's the biggest threat? And he said Randy Weinger, who is the president of the Teachers Association. Right? She's the head of all the unions. She says because of her insanity, the queer theory, the intersectionality, the pushing of, of you know, uh, teaching with feelings over, you know, and all this kind of stuff. She says she is the single biggest threat to America and maybe to the free world because she, they call her, she, she says she's the most dangerous person on the planet because of what she's doing and how kids are being taught and the insanity. Now, man, this is a little bit far. I think they were like, no, we're talking about somebody's got a nuclear weapon. <laughs> but I get where where he's going because of the way that kids are being taught because of the way that kids are consu- you know you know being fed a load of horse crap in a lot of areas you know through it's now you know the indoctrination in a lot of you know public schools especially where unions are really powerful uh is going on but then you get you know the closer you get to college the more it becomes woke wackiness uh and you've got somebody like this a teacher she is uh she's a woke 
As an educator, I am constantly worried if I am part of the problem. What do I mean by that? Well, public education is an institution that upholds lots of problematic systems in our society, like white supremacy and misogyny and colonization, etc. In my role as an educator, I try to undermine that BS in my classroom as much as I possibly can. I teach high school English, and whoo, the white supremacy runs deep. What so... But now, how does it run deep? I'm just curious. You teach, you, 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 you're teaching a school, it runs deep. It's like, are your kids all racist? Is that what it is? Are they all colonizers? Because, you know, that's exactly it. You're teaching a 15-year-old, and you're like, you know, you guys are guilty for all of the sins forever. What do I mean by that? Well, let's look at how we write essays. Start with an introduction that includes a thesis. Always cite your sources. Use transition words like however and therefore. These are all made-up rules. They're arbitrary. They were created by Westerners in power. In Linguistic Justice, April Baker Bell calls this the language of respectability or the language of power. Which got me thinking, what if I started my school year with a unit honoring how we talk rather than teaching students how to write properly? Yeah, well, you know, that's, uh, let's, let's, let's break this down first and foremost. Because, you know, I've always thought this, and I pleaded this for years. Essays are racist. And, and, my, and my instructors or teachers were like, shut up, Chad. I'm like, whatever. I'm not even in this what do I mean by that? Well, let's look at how we write essays. Start with an introduction that includes a thesis. Always cite your sources. So always cite your sources. That's a bad thing? Is it? Is it, you know, I mean, is that the whole point? You know, in science and in math, uh, it's all about proving out your theory, right? Isn't that the whole thing? Uh, it, 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 you prove out your theory because that's what's important getting to it uh srivasa ramnajan was one of the greatest mathematicians ever you probably never heard him as a kid who grew up nowhere he had zero training in mathematics and when i mean zero when we're talking dirt floor but he understood the universe kind of thing he never had a book. He didn't know what two plus two was, but yet he knew the answers. And that was a big issue for a lot of people that were trying to teach him. Uh, when he when they find out he was so brilliant and they brought him over to 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 Oxford and to Trinity College in Cambridge and everything, he could know the answers, but he didn't know how to prove those things out. And that was a big issue for them because you've got to figure out because it's not just about you. It's about a, it, isn't that part of the process? Was, is that is that evil? Of course. Of course it is. It's crazy. You know, we, we had a we talked about a Professor Purdy last week. who's was no longer with San Diego State or wherever she was talking about the fact that she just gives everybody an A and you just kind of show up if you want to because it's all about colonialism. And it's evil and it's bad. This is the insanity that we talk of in, in the school world and why. Yeah, in some ways, maybe this woke, wacky culture, the 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 intersectionality and the actually infestation of what's going on at our schools and universities is very scary. Because our founding fathers never really worried about us being attacked from the outside and being destroyed. But they were worried about us destroying ourselves from the inside. And I believe in a lot of ways it's happening. I think the good news is the tide is turning and people are woking up to a way of where they're like, okay, we're not doing this anymore. But there are real issues out there. And when you hear somebody come on and say, hey, you know what? You're good. We're gonna have to write you an essay, you know, an essay for us. But it, instead, we can't because it's racist, based on colonialism. You don't need to learn. That's based on silliness and colonial. Like that's where we're going with this stuff, and that's scary. It is because just remember this: these people then go on to college, and these people then come to work for you, and some of them may be your bosses one day. Wow. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three. 
at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Support the program. Brought to you by BetterHelp. People struggle out there, and it is a struggle. You know, uh, we talk all the time about the struggles that go on, especially with the youth of America, but also with all of us in some way, shape, or form. We have our, you know, downtime. Sometimes it's just, it's not even about the mental health side of, of, of certain things. It's maybe, you know, figuring out how do you overcome trauma. And it's, 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 it's a lot of things. You know, my family's, uh, especially my, one of my stepdaughters, getting to see a therapist was virtually impossible. Thanks to BetterHelp, though everything online and she struggled at times face to face you know she's on the spectrum and stuff it made everything so much easier it really did and it'll work for you better help right now as a simple thing you fill out a questionnaire it's simple you get matched with a therapist and everything's online zoom call you can even do instant messaging Right. As you as you start to open up a bit, if you don't feel like you're clicking, you can change within 24 hours. No waiting rooms or traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. And they have helped millions, over three million people, licensed and vetted therapists right now. Save 10 percent off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash Benson, betterhelp.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. Running with scissors sounds great compared to this. Say woo! With limited information coming from police in Moscow, Idaho, true crime sleuths have been coming up with many theories about the case, including about possible evidence that could have been picked up by a dog that was in the home. Aaron Snell with Idaho State Police saying... What we do know is that the dog was inside when officers arrived. The dog did not appear to have any evidence on it. Police are now asking to hear from anyone who may have been at a fraternity with two of the victims before the murders, wondering if anything unusual went on there. Man, they are desperate. They're like, we interviewed the dog for hours and not a damn thing. I don't, I don't you know, we don't think he did it. <laughs> These, it is, if they catch somebody and convict them, It is going to be all freaking dumb luck. That's it. Four kids dead, murdered in their home, violently. Nothing. No DNA evidence. No. No cameras. You know, they told everybody at first, "Dad, don't worry." We'll be, we'll be fine. Nothing to worry about here. Well, maybe there's something to worry about. I mean, it is it is bizarre to say the least. That being said, we're like we thought the dog knew something. We were like pretty sure the dog was like I don't know if he was a player. Uh, I don't know what the involvement is. I don't know what like we thought. Then it was like, well, the house or was it the kids that were. With the people that they were looking to get. Like, what do you mean the house? Like, man, that house pissed me off. I'm going to get back at that. Good God. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. You miss any of the uh, phenomenal program, uh, be sure to grab it via podcast, kids. Via po- You can go grab yourself a little podcast. We have a great podcast available. Make sure you have your Raycons on. Check that out as well and uh, grab the uh, uh, podcast. I think we're iTunes and Spotify maybe. 
It's always nice being on the old Spotify. A lot of places. So you should do that. And if you don't get the, 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 the next hour, uh, shame on you. Make sure you, you hit up the uh, person who runs the stations there. Say, hey, check, guys. Not too bad. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet, text the program. Man, we got through a lot of stuff. We did. We did. We like we were doing a lot of stuff there. We should probably do a lot more because there's so much more to do. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It's over, it's done, it's dusted. We're done with the midterms as the final domino fell last night. CNN projects the Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock will win re-election in the Georgia Senate runoff, defeating Republican challenger Herschel Walker. A critical win for Democrats. This is what it means for the balance of power in the Senate. Democrats now have an outright majority of 51 Senate seats. This strengthens their control of the chamber. Republicans have 49 Senate seats. That's one less, one fewer than they have now. By the way, just to give you uh, what a historic collapse this is for the Republicans, the red wave was not a heavy flow. (laughs) It's more spotty. Uh, 1933 is the last time that either party who was in power defended all of the seats that they had to defend and win. That's how bad the Republicans were. It's time for you to wake up and make a serious decision. And I think Republicans are. And I know there is this fine line of how do I court the MAGA wing of the party and at the same time keep him being Trump at arm's length, the chaos, the craziness. How do I do that? There are plenty of people that are doing it. I know the issue is the primaries. Let's be 100% honest, right? Like, I like that. Let's talk about this. Yeah, my side, your side, this side, that side. Here's the reality of this. Crappy-ass candidates. Stupid conspiracy theories. Clowns and idiots are not going to win you an election. If this was a football game, Herschel Walker is my number one pick. Number one pick. It is not a football game. By the way, even at his advanced age, which isn't as advanced because of the fact that he still does 12,000 sit-ups and push-ups a day, the guy is still in freaking amazing shape. Uh, but he was Ill, ill-equipped Ill for this. So Republicans, you make a decision. Which way are you going? How are you going to get there? 
Are you throwing it all behind Trump? Probably not. You're all trying to figure out, how do I answer these questions without offending him? Stop it. Look and go, Lincoln. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Great. Reagan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buckley. Conservatism. Smaller government. Strength through power that equals peace. Real common sense. Being open and expanding the tent. What do you have now? Conspiracy theories. Lies. Bitterness. All that being said, Democrats, you smile, not so much, because people also understand who are honest with their side of the aisle and their team know we should have lost everything. There, by the grace of God and Trump, go the victors, because it was poor-ass candidates that got you across the line. Anybody else that was halfway normal and decent would have boat-raced you. Look where competence showed up, and look what happened there. Yeah, it's true. Absolutely true. Competence, dealing with today's issues, equals victory. Insanity, chaos, wacky theories, Arguing with the press, fighting 24-7, and alienating a portion of your own party that you want. So I said to somebody yesterday, oh, well, if you don't get the MAGA portion of it, I'm like, they're going to what? If you have a chance to win the, the primary, in many of these cases, the person that should have won, the general, never got through the primary. And the person who got through the primary lost in the general. Why is that? Because who shows up at these things? The people that are sold out. I gotta be there. I gotta be there. I gotta be there. Sold out for rah, 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 rah. And you, you gotta ask, do you want to win? Is that the goal? Or is the goal to have somebody who's going to yell at the media and be a whipping stick for you because you feel that you've been wronged or not heard or made fun of or whatever? Those are the things that you need to ask yourself. I said it last hour. Probably say it again. The woman who should be governor of the state of Arizona is not Carrie Lake and it's not Hobbs. It's Karen Taylor Robeson. Every political pundit here in Arizona, every pollster here in Arizona, and not just here in the West and across the country, have all said the same thing. If she beats Lake, she lost by like 1% to Lake in the primary. If she beats Lake... She wins by 10 or 20 points in Arizona. So things to think about. Make your decision. Make your decision. But you got to ask yourself, is this it? Is this where we're going? Is this, is this the place that we're going? Because we need a strong Republican Party. We need common sense. We need conservative ideas and values. We need to be more open, opening. We need to figure out how to adapt and how to expand the tent. Those are mightily important. 
But if you think, well, even if I win the primary, I'm not going to win. Yes, you are. Those MAGA people, what are they? Here's your choices. Insanity, intersectionality, wokeism, open borders. Or me, somebody who doesn't think the 2020 election was stolen. You decide what you want. Well, I guess he's right. We saw it across the country. Saw it in Virginia. In the special election the year before last. We saw it in Florida and several other places. Georgia being one of them. There's a nine-point difference between Kemp and Walker. You get even half of that nine points, he wins. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. Twitter, tweet, text, love hearing from all of you. Let's go back away. Let's talk about stuff that does matter. Let's go back, okay? This is Jamie Dimon, you know, CEO, J.P. Morgan Chase. A lot of people listen to him because, well, bankers, by the way, smart people, understand the economy. I think it's more likely than not that sometime in the next year or 18 months, uh, we will have a recession. They're likely to push the U.S. Uh, and you know, the world. I mean, Europe is already in a recession. And they're likely to put U.S. in some kind of recession six, nine months from now. That was a while ago. Oh, there's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance we're going to recession. Are we in a recession? Have we been in a recession? These are all questions people are asking themselves because none of us are really sure exactly what's going on because the economy is weird. Jamie Dimon today. The United States economy is the strongest economy in the world today. So we should celebrate that a little bit. And that's why capital is coming here. Business is coming here. If you look in the short run, the consumer is spending 10 percent more than last year and 40 percent more than pre-COVID. They're spending it in different things. So all you speakers up here, they're, some are doing better, some are doing worse. That's a tremendous sum of money. And they have a trillion and a half dollars still in their checking accounts more than pre-COVID. So the spending is down. That's the good news. And the companies are in good shape, too, by the way. And their balance sheet, consumer balance sheet is in great shape. Yeah. It's weird. And I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen. It's what I said several months ago. We're going to have a recession that I don't think it's going to be a hard landing. I think for some, you're never going to feel it. It's it's that flight that you take and you're like, I forgot we were even in the air. For others, it's going to be like white knuckle riding. It's going to be pockets of not just a country, but pockets of the economy that are going to feel the recession. There's going to be other pockets of the economy that are going to be fine. And because we live in a different time. We do. The, yeah, COVID changed everything. And then on top of that, you know, COVID, we may be done with COVID, but COVID, as far as disruption, isn't done with us. See China, and I know they're, they're, they're easing some of their restrictions. My ass. They're trying to let out a little steam before the whole thing blows up. But don't think for a second they're not going to clamp down the minute they think something starts to get a little bit squirrely or or G starts to feel like he's he can't control the COVID thing because he understand you know I mean again you would think you would understand you're not stopping this thing and hiding people doesn't make it go away. So we're in a weird time and remember we all participate in the economy. Everybody asked Jamie, come on, dude, give us the answer. So Jamie Diamond says. 
yes, there will be a recession in 2023, or no, there will not so be a recession. this is exactly what all my handles out there say is, don't give them that stupid headline. <laughs> they do say <laughs> I'm not going to do it. So what are we supposed to say then? Jamie Dimon said there's... Uh, said America's great. Yes. Yeah, America is extraordinary. Those of you who travel the world, all the folks out here, you come back to this country and you look at the innovation, the growth, the universities, even with all our squabbling in the government, which I don't particularly like. We need policy on infrastructure, education, taxation, regulation, health care. We can do a lot of things that grow this country. Absolutely true. And yesterday here in Arizona, kudos to the president, even to go down to the border, which he needed to do. But he did come here because we're going to start manufacturing more and more chips here, which is something that needs to get done. We'll touch on that a little bit later. Kudos to 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 everybody getting that chips bill passed. We need to take more control over a lot of these things because we can't. We can't. As consumers, we may not like the outcome in some of these things, but we can't. There's a lot that's great to look at, but there's also a lot of uncertainty. And I think a lot of that's going to play out in the first quarter. I think we definitely took a dip in the first two quarters, and there's a chance that we're going to feel it a little bit after this. But at the end of the day, it's still the economy, stupid. And that's what we got to remember. 323-538-2423. At Chit Bits and Show is your Twitter, your Instagram, and all of the other things. And there are plenty of things that are out there. i tell you that right now, my friends. Uh, right now, Omaha Steaks. 50% off Omaha Steaks. Delicious. Incredible. I love it. So the thing I like about, you know, we love to barbecue. We spend a lot of time outside. My family, you know, summer, we're, we're swimming all the time. Even now, kids are outside. They love to go. They've got, like, this play area in the backyard. They love to go, and, and they love to bounce all day long. they got these giant bouncy things they, they play on. 50% off site-wide on Omaha Steaks. And the thing I love about it is we can hang out as a family. The kids love it. They love the food, you know, which is amazing. I love it. You guys know my love of the pork chops, but the burgers, the hot dogs. In fact, I brought some hot dogs in that we, we cooked last night. I'm probably heat them up because I, I love them. They're amazing. But if you want to win this holiday, Omaha Steaks is it. On top of all of that, you can get $40 off your order right now on top of being 50% off. So in some cases, you're giving the gift that is going to make a memory for you and your family. It's going to make you feel delicious inside as well as you eat it up with the best steaks, the butcher cut fillets, the best burgers, dogs, chicken breasts, all of that stuff. And yeah, a little surf and turf if you want it. But you're also going to get an extra $40 off. Oh my goodness. Right now, right now. Go to omasteaks.com, 50% off site-wide, 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code Benson at checkout, an extra $40 off. Minimum order may be required. omasteaks.com, promo code Benson, omasteaks.com, promo code Benson. Do it now. omasteaks.com, promo code Benson. Chad Benson Show. No need to socially distance while listening to your Chad Benson Show podcast. Four out of five experts say so. I'm a scientist. There is no corona. But hurry before they change their mind. You know they will. Chad's podcast found on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite COVID-free podcasts. Oh my gosh. <gasps> I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. This is the Chad Benson Show. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Davey, 
Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname. What's trending? Let us find out what's trending. We're just talking about food, man. I'm hungry. I'll tell you that. That's what's trending right now in my mind. That's what's trending in my mind. Uh, let's start with Google. It's trending over there. Pearl Harbor, obviously, day. December 7th, 1941, a day that will live in infamy, trending. A day that, you know what, if you have a chance, sit down and talk to your kids about it. Talk to your kids about it. Georgia Senate race, number one trending thing yesterday. Two million people searched that on the Google. A uh, lot of others. Anthony Davis, basketball player, if you know, he's placed for the Lakers. Shania Twain, she got the Icon Award at some award show. Mills Lane died yesterday. If you don't know who he is, famous boxing referee, uh, you know, uh, little bald guy judge i think he had a tv show after that but he was famous being in a lot of big fights talks constantly to the to 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 the to the pugilist if you will to the fighters always talking to the fighters he was part of the big bite with mike tyson but he was famous for uh challenger do you understand yeah champion do you understand yeah let's get it on passed away 85 ted cruz uh trending as well uh, his daughter, it's a personal issue, self-inflicted wounds. Uh, for all the people out there I've seen, oh, good, da, 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 you know, it's like, you know what? You Don't be such a dumbass. Really? Really? Good God. People are just so stupid. Head over to the Google uh, number one trending thing, Ted Cruz, FIFA World Cup. No games today. It's also trending because people are like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Uh, the Georgia Senate race trending big time. Pearl Harbor as well. Kirk Cameron. What did Kirk do? It's like, oh my God. I can't believe uh, uh, Kirk Cameron's trending. Is he okay? Is he alive? Did he do something? Piss somebody off? Is he making more horrible movies? Chad, you're a Christian. Yes, I am a Christian. And you know what? He's making bad movies. He's make, he makes horrible movies. That's what I have to say. His sister, though. She makes great movies in the old uh, holiday movies. Candace Cameron Parade. By the way, aged wonderfully. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. And Aaron Judge trending. Signed a massive contract with the New York Yankees to stay in New York City. It's the Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. That is us. You are you. Kirk Cameron has been denied story hour slot by public libraries for his new faith-based book. But the new book, Linda Has a Penis, (laughs) you can go there and read that. (laughs) Chad, I can't believe he said that. What's his book about? Who knows? I can't believe you said Linda's got a wiener. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
Maybe if he dresses in drag, they'll let him come. Look, I wasn't going to do this, but uh, fine. Puts on some makeup, maybe some blush, eyeshadow, little rouge, <laughs> a little rouge. Rolls himself out there. Calls him Kitty McNocker Smith. <laughs> Reads himself a book. Kids will love it. Just love it. What are you guys doing today? I could I could not even imagine as a kid growing up going to story time with a drag queen. I'm like, why is this angry clown reading me something? <laughs> You're such a jerk. You're not woke, Chad. You're not woke. And this is a day and age when you need to be woke. Buckle up, everybody. It's time to talk about my pronouns. When babies are born, the doctor looks at them and they make a guess about whether the baby is a boy or a girl. But sometimes the doctor is wrong. She, it, Lucy is a girl. Are you she, they pronouns? They, them, they, who are they? There was two of them? The fun thing about me is yesterday I came out of trance for my whole family. So let's go. Rock frogs, pronouns, that sounds so cool. Rock let me introduce you to our non-binary alpaca. I am non-binary and I use they, them pronouns, and my students know this. We just came up with new words that fit us better. It's fine. What if I want to be called Sir Elton John? It's time for Woke Wednesday. As I remind everybody, Sir Elton John is already taken. So I just went to regular Elton John. <laughs> oh my God, I'm waiting for the hate. I can't believe it said that. Because there's always that hate out there. Right? And somebody's always pissed off and angry at you. I can't believe you said that. You're transphobic. No, I'm not afraid of people who are trans. And by the way, drag queens are not trans. I just want to point that out. They're not trans. It's a persona. It's an act. They're not trans. They live their life as male or female. This is a portion of the act. I just want to point that out. So for some of you start bitching a moment, you're big transphobic. Because that's what I think you sound like in my mind. Uh, where should we start with the woke and wackiness, kids? Oh, I've got this one. little misgendered meltdown. I don't understand what is so hard about correcting other people when they misgender others. Like, it takes you like two seconds, but you know what it takes for me to have to constantly do that? A lot of unnecessary emotional labor that I already have to take on on a daily basis just to exist and be who I am. But you don't have the energy to speak up and say something on my behalf. And I just have to keep white knuckling this about correcting other people when they misgender others. Or, or try this one. Don't care about it. But I have to care. No, you, no, you don't. You don't have to. You don't have to fight every battle. You don't have to fight every fight. Okay? Just, just putting that out there. Right? And you're probably as a barista somewhere, right? You got your... Your, your degree in, you know, intersectionality and queer theory to go with, uh, you know, your minor in, in interpretive dance. And, uh, you know, and so this is your, you know, and it says whatever your name is on there. And, you know, first of all, we all know you're not fooling anybody. But secondly, <laughs> was that the goal? <laughs> I would have an issue with that. I'd be like, I feel like a woman, but even if I put on the outfit, I look like an ugly man. <laughs> Dressed like a woman. I don't think I could do this. 
Again, Chad, you're just taking other people's paid and, and what? Just being honest. Let's be real. That's what it is. Being honest, especially with these young kids who are being absolutely mangled and used and spit out, and it's crap. It's absolute crap. It is. But that's how we live today. We live today in a world of of facts don't matter, feelings do. Facts don't play a role in anything. Feelings are the only things that matter. And how I feel at this moment is how things should go. This right here is a girl named Chloe Cole. And I say girl because she's a girl. But she thought she was a man at 12. So that's the best time in life to be allowed to do anything you want. And my parents trusted them as well. They, um, my parents, they started referring, I, I was 12 years old when I first expressed to them that I had distress with my gender, with being female, and that I wanted to transition to male. And they, they were concerned and they wanted what was best for me, but they weren't really sure what to do with me, so they sought professional help. And, and I just say this, Chloe talks about it. They sought professional help. Don't know what's going on. Want to make sure that it's best for our daughter. Let's go see. Right? Because there's got to be conversations and there's got to be all these kind of things. She's only 12. And from then on, I was basically affirmed in my gender identity without any questioning from any medical professionals. And they pushed transitioning as the way to treat gender dysphoria. They push transitioning as a way to treat gender dysphoria. Why do I bring her up? Because she is suing right now. She is suing Kaiser Permanente and several others, including lots of doctors. There's lawsuits across the country in Great Britain. There's lawsuits across the country here now that people don't want to talk about. But the reality is you're telling a 10-year-old, 9-year-old, 8-year-old, you can do anything you want. You want to be anything you want. I want to be a woman. Okay, fine. You can be a woman. Here's some stuff. Do it. That's insane. Oh, don't worry, though. I know it's a puberty blocker. Nothing's going to happen to you because we have very little research, but we're pretty sure based on our feelings that everything will be okay. My son plays hockey. He really loves hockey. If I said to him today, hey, let's go get you a bunch of steroids. Let's get you yoked and ripped. Let's give you that edge. People would be like, that is disgusting. If he came to me today and said, I want to be called Linda, right? Or or, or if, if my stepkids say, I want to be whatever it is, uh, people freak out, right? Oh, my God, that'd be nuts. That would be nuts. Be crazy. It would be. And I've seen it firsthand, the pressure and the pushing and all of this stuff. The lawsuits are coming. We've had Abigail Schreier on here numerous occasions. about her book about transgender and what, it, what what has become a cult, the pressure, all of the things that doctors have told her over and over again. If I don't do it now, they'll sue me and blackball me. But I do know one day they're going to come sue me after they realize that we should have done more. I will never have them back. I will, as an adult, I never will be able to breastfeed whatever children I will have. I don't even know if, because I was put on puberty blockers and testosterone at only 13 years old, I don't know if I'll even be able to conceive a child naturally. How do you feel because about that Because I made an now? adult decision as a child. I'm 18 years old now, and I'm, quite frankly, I am devastated with what has happened to me. Yeah. I, it's, 
it's been very hard to cope with the the loss of my breasts and um it's it's affected other areas of my health as well um i'm really not sure about the overall picture of my reproductive health and um i've been the treatments have made me very very sickly actually yeah and again there's a mental aspect to it one of the things that she talked about uh is the fact that her parents were never informed, as was she never informed, that a vast majority, not like a 51% of kids who go through this, <clears throat> decide that later on in life, no, that's not, uh, I didn't really want to be a man or, or a woman or whatever. Uh, no, it's a overwhelming majority. These are questions that need to be asked. Absolutely. 100%. Questions that need to be asked. And we're not doing right by our kids if we don't actually ask some serious questions. Are there people out there that are absolutely feel this way and their life changes tremendously for the better? I'm sure there is. But what we're going to find in the next decade, I think, is going to surprise a lot of people. And where will those people be found that champion so much of this? 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show, Twitter. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chat. Go get your bag of Rough Greens right now. It's free. It's easy. It's the best thing I've ever done for my dogs. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. Sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. It is a supplement. You don't have to do anything else. There's no microwaving your dog's food, doing all this stuff. Don't get new dog food. Just give them this and watch what happens. It will change them. It's going to give them more energy. It's going to help with their digestive tract. It's going to help with their, their fur and, and, and their teeth. It's going to help with their aches and pains. It's been a lifesaver for my dog, Doodle, and I know it'll work for your dogs. It is a free complimentary bag from Dr. Dennis Black and the entire staff over there. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. That simple. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash at roughgreens. Dot com slash chat roughgreens.com slash chat get your free bag now coming up avatar the way of water it's coming out reviews are already in how good is it is it as amazing as people are saying we shall discuss chad benson show Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. It's official. The Avatar sequel has been unleashed on audiences. The way of water connects all things. It was screened for the first time at the world premiere last night in London. Director James Cameron saying production was shut down during COVID and it was scary times. But, you know, here we are. People are coming back. Theaters are full again. We're sold out, you know, for the first few weeks. Yeah, it feels good. feels like a, a resurgence. He also has three more sequels ready to go if this one is a hit. Avatar The Way of Water lands in U.S. theaters a week from Friday. Uh, two billion is what they say it has to earn. Two billion to break even, costs like two fifty, three hundred to make. You double the marketing. Uh, let's put it at six hundred million, uh, and then the hiding of all the money and the BS. And let's just say it costs a billion with everything. Why is two billion your break even? <laughs> so it has to be. How good is it? Well, I will say this: there are a lot of places I go to look at movies. Uh, usually because I like to as it sucks, it's usually probably something entertaining. If they say it's amazing, it's usually something where you're like, I would never want to see that movie. Everywhere I go, people that I have talked to, a couple of them who've already seen a, 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 a version of it, uh, all say the same thing. 
story's good. It's the most visually amazing thing you will ever, ever, ever see until he releases another one. So one thing about James Cameron that is amazing about James Cameron is the fact that there is so much that he, right, he does that only he does because the things that he wants to do hadn't even thought of yet. And that's the thing about him that's amazing. I remember my uncle and I, again, you guys know, uh, I was talking about my uncle and Michelle, he and I are best friends and we're business partners and everything. When we were younger, Paul didn't drive till he was like 18 or 19. He didn't care. Grandma dro- drove him everywhere. He was, you know, he was, he was at times a very sheltered kid. Uh, uh, my grandma, so my, my dad's, you know, when he was younger, before he died, he was telling me, make sure if anything ever happens to me, you get your uncle to do some stuff because uh, grandma will smother him. I love my grandma, but yes, yeah, she could be very, uh, uh, you know, overpowering in a lot of ways. But he, uh, he had opportunities to do a lot of stuff in the in the movie and television industry, even as a teenager. So one of the things, though, we were invited to this special only uh, director's sessions at AFI, so American Film Institute. And it was awesome. So we got to go see movies before anybody else. And it was like a six or eight week thing. And the director would come in and there's only about 20 of us in the room. And they would take Q&As from everybody, and we get to see their projects that were coming out. And, you know, it was great. We saw uh, Jodie Foster's first uh, directorial debut before, you know, you know, like just after Science of the Lambs kind of thing. And I remember I was home from England. It was awesome. It was like, oh, this is going to be great. Great stuff. Tell my buddies when I go home. And, uh, you know, got to have Q&A with her. It's funny, the Q&A with her before she arrived, they say, okay, the one thing you guys can't ask her about <laughs> is Reagan and a crazy guy. We're like, all right. But then we got to see Terminator 2 before it arrived in theaters. Well before. And James Cameron came and he, and he sat there for like two hours talking to like this 20 or 3 people in the room. It was amazing. And he talked about how he got a start. He was a truck driver in Fullerton, California. And he got on a, a piranha. He got on a movie with, I think it was a, a Roger Corman. He makes all these horrible B movies. But he gives everybody their first start, really kind of thing and uh roger was impressed with them because they couldn't get are you ready for this they couldn't get maggots to move in this fake hand and he was like an assistant and he goes hey why don't we electrocute the hand the maggots will move and they're like you're amazing we're gonna give you a movie and his first movie i directed if i'm correct is piranha 2 the spawn where the piranha flew crazy right but brilliant and to see how brilliant it is uh Everybody I know that has seen it, that I that I, I got a couple buddies, one who works does stuff for WGN in Chicago, another one does stuff up in up in the Great Northwest and several other places, and a friend in, in England say it is the most stunning thing you will ever see, this movie. Again, I'm sure there's some wokeness in it. We were talking yesterday as oh masculinity and 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 testosterone's bad, but the reality is is you can't do I think this movie's gonna make two billion dollars? I do. I think it's gonna make more than that. I do. I do. They'll still figure out a way to make it a loss. I'm just letting you guys know that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from you. But it'll be interesting to see how big this movie really is going to be. And uh, uh, it's, it's, man, three hours, by the way, in 10 minutes. That's the other side of it. Who's got that kind of time? 
right? He goes, I don't want anybody whining about the length of the movie when they sit down to binge watch television for eight hours, Cameron told Empire Magazine over the summer. I can almost uh, write this part of the review. The agonizing long three-hour movie. It's like, give me a blank and break. I watch my kids sit down and watch five one-hour episodes in a row. Here's the big social uh, paradigm shift that has to happen. It's okay to get up and go pee. (laughs) That's the other side of it in the movies. Like, I gotta pee. Three hours and ten minutes, though. That's a big, that's a big, uh, it's a big ask for a lot of people. Because binge watching in my house, I can do. Because I'm also working, playing with the kids, chatting with them, uh, you know, those kind of things. I'm on my, you're not doing that in the theater. So you're asking people not just to, to watch something for three hours and 10 minutes. You're asking them to watch, to pay attention, to not engage on your phone, which is the biggest issue. Right there. You want to talk about what's the biggest threat to the movie industry? It's the damn phone. Oh, yeah. I never thought of that. I've been saying it for a long time. Kids have been saying it for a long time. That is it. Right? It didn't go into the theater. It's the phone. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. Great hour three. If you don't get hour three, damn it, you should. Make sure everybody that you can talk to you make them get hour three and carry it uh, and if you miss any of the program make sure you grab the podcast chad benson show. this is the chad benson show Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It's over. It's done. The last of the midterms. Uh, not a surprise. Talked about it throughout the day. Herschel Walker lost last night. Uh, are any of us really surprised? Honestly, I, I don't think so. Uh, I thought he was very gracious in his speech. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, let's, let's be hundred percent honest. Did anybody really think he was going to win? But if you're a Democrat right now, I, I want you guys to understand if you're a Democrat right now and you're celebrating this, you, you got a victory, whatever. I mean, it, we're not going to take all day with this thing. I just want you to think about this. You beat a guy who was completely ill-prepared for the moment. And a guy who is prepared for everything in the athletic world to rise and meet the moment. This guy was none of those things in the politics. He was not. He was he was an awful, 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 awful candidate. He might be a great guy, except for all the babies he's killed. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying it sounds like he got a lot of abortions for women while telling everybody else not to get an abortion. He was a poor candidate. He was an ass-kissing Trump sycophant who got through a primary and lost in a general. But I'm saying this because Democrats, he still almost won. He pushed it to a runoff. Think about that for a second. 
as bad as he was, as awful as he was, he still almost won. What will the Democrats, your worst nightmare is Trump is gone. Your worst nightmare is you can't rely on Trump sycophants who kiss his ass and get through primaries who you prop up in hopes that you take him on in a general, the Kerry Lakes of the world and everything, so you can beat them. Who, by the way, Kerry Lake only lost by 17,000 votes. Think about this for a second. What happens if there's somebody capable? Just throwing that out there. Here in Arizona, the lady that should have been the Republican nominee based on Republican values, Karen Taylor Robeson was her name. Uh, she worked with Reagan. I mean, she 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 lost narrowly, I think, by less than one percent to Kerry uh, Lake in the primary. Had she won, and I've talked to several uh, political pundits who live, breathe, and eat Arizona politics. I go, how bad would it have been for for you know Katie Hobbs in the general uh, had Karen Taylor Robeson won the primary, and they said, oh, she would have beaten Katie by. 10, 15, 20 points. Think about that. So Trump better stick around a long time if I'm the Democrats, right? Drag it out. Don't do anything that turns him into a martyr and or makes him eventually disappear. Because at that point, what are you going to have? Oh, wow. That's a good question, Chad. I'm just throwing it out there. That's it. That's it indeed. By the way, uh, Voter suppression? What? Let me be clear. Just because people endured long lines that wrapped around buildings, some blocks long, just because they endured the rain and the cold and all kinds of tricks in order to vote, doesn't mean that voter suppression does not exist. So hold on a second. You have forever and a day to vote in Georgia. Right? You have early voting, you have all the stuff. You, I just, uh, the dirty tricks are what? The rain? So like the Republicans control weather now? Is that what you're getting at, Raphael Warnock? The Republicans control the weather. We made you stand in the line. Is it only black people? Is there a special white person line? Like, oh, dude, you're standing in the black people line. The white person line, there's not even a line. Go over there. Oh, oh God, that's, you know what? I'm, I'm. Sorry, that's right. That is the black people line with all the, and they got the rain coming on them and the snow, and I think there's a hurricane coming. The white people line, it's 73 degrees, a few white puffy clouds, but nothing too bad, right? Nice, soft little breeze every once in a while. It's very comfortable. So go over to the white person line because this black people line, which of course is, you know, record turnout, still not enough. If everybody voted in Georgia, Yesterday, everybody who could have voted, I mean, every single eligible voter voted, and some of them twice. If everybody voted, that speech would not have been any different. (laughs) Just letting you know. So funny, even producer Anthony said before the show, he goes, I don't know how much longer the Democrats are going to be able to hold on to this, the record turnout. uh, But once again, voter suppression. But you go to the well, right? And then eventually it works until it doesn't work. 
323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at the program. Text it. Love hearing from all of you. Uh, I found this interesting, but I cannot agree with it more. And this comes from Chris Hayes. You know Chris Hayes? He's MSNBC. He's the kind of kid that got beat up in school. And, like, you would look around. And there were kids who were bullies and, you know, idiots and asshats and, you know, and 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 uh, uh, and they would bully a lot of people. But he's the kind of kid that got bullied and he thought, you know what? He deserves it. He's such a Richard. <laughs> he is. I went to school with a kid like that. His name was Eugene. Every time you tried to be nice to him, he would do something ridiculous. And my little brother, Kenny, we call him Bubba. He's kind of like that with my other little brother. Kenny is the light shines in the world. My sister rolled a lot of gutter balls, as we joke about in our family, but Kenny's not one of them. He's he's going to be a 10. He's a concert pianist. Ridiculous. He is an ice skater, does ice skating, like figure skating, and he is otherworldly. Even my brother, Tristan, who's a big hockey player, is like, Kenny could skate like, you know. He just did a, uh, what he did, the little spinny mabobbers, right? And, uh, that was like apparently a huge thing for his age group, for anybody to do that, especially a boy. And he, they, you know, they had to do an affidavit when they sent it to the United States Figure Skating Association and it had to be signed by lawyers. and It was just crazy. But as perfect as he is, he's a pain in the ass. And he's always, because he knows my little brother, Elijah, uh, is, is, He's got a lot of problems, and uh, you know, one one is destined for the you know we joke one's destined for the penal colony, and the other one for perfection. But he screws with them all the time. Chris Hayes is one of those guys where you just look at him, he's like, "Sir, you sir, you kind of got what you deserve." And I he, but I cannot agree with him more on this. After a, a brutal midterms for Donald Trump's political brand, for candidates associated with him and handpicked by him, I mean. He will have managed, if Warnock pulls this off, to basically have cost Georgia three Senate seats in two years. Yeah. Uh, which I think is not going to be helpful for him in the case that he's trying to build to run for president. No, no, it's not. You know that. I know that. Uh, he is. He, he's done. Uh, he's done and dusted. Warnock won, but I think this was the last. I think the reason Trump's running for for, for president is because I think he's looking for cover because I think he knows they're coming for him some way, shape, or form. And I, I, I just, it's time. I think everybody realized it's time to move on. It's time to say, dude, you talked about getting rid of, of the Constitution, spending the Constitution. You talked about all, you, you have lost the plot. It's over. It's time to move on. If you're a conservative, and I've been very vocally against Trump at times, and I've supported some of the stuff he's done. I've walked on, I won't say a fine line. Hey, look, uh, yesterday, Biden's out here. Huge props for Biden coming out here because of the fact that they're trying to bring the chips back to America. Chip making. We should do 30% of the chip making in the world. And I'm not talking about potato chips, which are delicious, but I'm talking about computer chips. And so uh, the Taiwanese semiconductor manufacturing company, which that's the name of the company, uh, uh, they are moving a plant over here because they're worried about, obviously, uh, China and the devastation that would have. Huge, massive props for Biden for pushing that, spurring this on. 
and bipartisanly putting money into all of these things and getting these companies to try to move in here and to put pressure, just like Trump was, on a lot of these companies. Get the hell out of China. I can bust Biden and I can give praise because I'm not one of these people that's a sycophant for either side because I think, by and large, most politicians uh, are in it for themselves. I will say this. I liked a lot of what Trump did as far as some of the policies, but he's far more toxic than he's ever been. And if you're too lost in the Trump cult to see where this is headed, it ain't going to work anymore. And if you're fine just having people piss other people off if that's the end game is you want a guy that can be the troll for you to produce great memes uh, then you know that if that's the end game for this and yours isn't to put people in place that are can carry conservative values put people in place that you know want to actually follow the constitution but rather have a guy that can get up there and use the bully pulpit to bully people that you think have done you wrong well, there's no hope there. Garrett, three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Oh, kid, we're gonna get woke today. Woke Wednesday. A lot of wokeness we got for you. Some crazy wokeness uh, and some serious wokeness. Plus, we're gonna talk a bit about San Francisco because they're shutting down. One of their big drug things that they had all high hopes for. And the reason they're shutting down is, well, when you hear this. But when you hear the success rate of the people that they helped get off drugs and or refer to treatment facilities, you're going to be like, oh, my God, you know what this thing needs? More money. Or you won't think that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Twitter. Man, I kind of bummed. There's no soccer on today. World Cup, there's a two-day hiatus, right? Right now going on, a little two-day hiatus. And then we get to the quarterfinals. So it's like a little withdrawals today. MyPillow uh, has amazing deals on all kinds of MyPillow products. Go there right now, MyPillow.com slash Benson. The MyPillow itself, uh, the incredible uh, mattress topper. You've got great sheets, the towels that are normally 90 bucks, $40. They make great gifts. And right now when you act on that, you can extend a warranty all the way through March of this year, but they're just great deep discounts on so many products made right here in America. As we were just talking about how important that is in a day and age when everything goes out being manufactured and it's affordable too, because just because it's made here doesn't mean you can't afford it. So go to mypillow.com slash Benson right now. MyPillow.com slash Benson to take advantage of this and all the other deep discounts, including the amazing deal, the six-piece towel set, normally right now. Tons of colors and styles. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. I think it's more likely than not that sometime in the next year or 18 months, uh, we will have a recession. They're likely to push the U.S. Uh, and you know, the world. I mean, Europe is already in a recession. And they're likely to put U.S. in some kind of recession 
six, nine months from now. Yeah, that was a while ago. It's Jamie Dimon, CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, he's singing a different tune now. Thought we were heading into recession, potential big recession. Some people think we're in a recession. Some people think we've passed through a recession. Here's his take today. The United States economy is the strongest economy in the world today. So we should celebrate that a little bit. And that's why capital is coming here. Business is coming here. If you look in the short run, the consumer is spending 10 percent more than last year and 40 percent more than pre-COVID. They're spending it in different things. So all you speakers up here, they're, some are doing better, some are doing worse. That's a tremendous sum of money. And they have a trillion and a half dollars still in their checking accounts more than pre-COVID. So the spending is down. That's the good news. And the companies are in good shape, too, by the way. And their balance sheet, consumer balance sheet is in great shape. Well, that's really weird, right? Like, that sounds totally different than we're headed to a recession. We're headed to a recession. Now, are we in a recession? Do we pass through a recession? Possibility is there. Inflation is still high. The marketplace is kind of all over the place. I think it's, you know, uh, are they going to raise rates uh, 0.75%? Are they going to raise it, you know, uh, a full, you know, uh, half a point? Are they going to raise it? I mean, we don't know because part of getting out of recession and bringing inflation down is making people feel the pain and or fear the pain that might come. But have we been through a mild recession? Other news, which is not good, is that rates are now, you know, 4% on their way to 5 uh, Inflation is eroding everything I just said. And that a trillion and a half dollars will run out sometime mid-year next year. And so when you're looking out forward, those things may very well derail the economy and cause this mild or hard recession that people are worried about. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, again, there's good, there's bad. It's, but it's at the end of the day, the economy is still the economy. We all participate in the economy every single day. We all do, right? Whether you're the person that says, I hate capitalism, but at the same time, you're drinking a cup of coffee that you bought somewhere and you're playing on your iPhone, that's economy. We're all participating in said economy and figuring out where it's going. And let me tell you something. Business people, they don't like being surprised they like steady that's the issue though this with this economy is we're not quite sure because indicators over here say it's we we could be in some serious trouble indicators over here like this is great this is amazing we're incredible and and that's the issue that people have with the economy I mean, I talk to advertisers every day. Obviously, it's what I do for a living. Uh, some are terrified and worried. Others are confused. And some are like, it's great. It's great. It's great. So Jamie Dimon says, yes, there will be a recession in 2023 or no, there will not so be. This a is exactly what all my handles out there say is don't give them that <laughs> stupid headline. <laughs> and that's a big thing right there. Don't give them the stupid headline. Because at, at the end of the day, I think, and what I've said for a while is, we're going to have recessions in areas, not in the entire com- economy. Some, well, I mean, the entire economy might slow down, and I think we've been through a mild recession, and you don't know you're in a recession until you're in a recession. But I, I think we're going to have areas of slowdown, areas of trouble, and I think other areas will chug along fine. But a lot of this has to do with COVID, still shut down the whole... It's it's just a weird time. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show, it's your Twitter. Tweet, text, love hearing from all of you. Let's get a little woke. It's Wednesday. Straight ahead, Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show.
Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Another day, another dollar. We get you over the hump every single Wednesday. All the sayings we could say here each and every day that would make you go, oh man, that's just, that's, yeah, you're getting you over the hump. Another day, another dollar. Uh, you know, same old, same. It's never the same old, same though on Wednesdays because on Wednesdays, you see, kids, well, on Wednesdays, we get woke. Buckle up, everybody. It's time to talk about my pronouns. When babies are born, the doctor looks at them and they make a guess about whether the baby is a boy or a girl. But sometimes the doctor is wrong. She, it, it. Lucy is a girl. Are you she, they pronouns? They, them, they, who are they? There was two of them? Fun thing about me is yesterday I came out of trance with my whole family. So let's go. Rock Frogs pronouns. That sounds so cool. Let me introduce you to our non-binary alpaca. I am non-binary and I use they, them pronouns and my students know this. We just came up with new words that fit us better. It's fine. What if I want to be called Sir Elton John? It's time for Woke Wednesday. By the way, I cannot be called Sir Elton John because there is already somebody called Elton John. <laughs> so I sort of remind everybody of that. It's like, son of a what? Jerry Dorsey. Engelberg Humperdinck? I don't know. Woke Wednesday, we like to get woke every single Wednesday. You know, we talk about, we joke about the pronoun things and the wackiness. Uh, and uh, At times, I think, there's nobody who feels literally this way. So Magpie's pronoun set is it, bug, dirt, they, right? It and they are used normally. So its name is Magpie, the sweater belongs to it, and it was going by itself. And then their name is Magpie, this belongs to them, they were going by themselves. For Bug, it would be Bug's name is Magpie, the sweater belongs to Bug, Bug was going by Bug's self. And then for dirt, it would be dirt is magpie. The sweater belongs to dirt. Dirt was going by dirt self. You can use these interchangeably in a sentence. You can use just one of them, or you can use different ones at different times. Hope this helps. No, it doesn't. And I would never look at somebody and go, hey, where's dirt? Unless their name was like Joe Dirt. <laughs> hey, what happened to Dirt Guy? Right? I mean, that's is that the dumbest thing in the world? I mean, And I'm like, that cannot be real. Like, that's not real, right? You're not, the, you're, this is your profession. Right, like th- your profession is coming up with absurd, asinine things to tell the youth of America, and they buy into it. That cannot be real. Yeah, I've got bug pronouns. <laughs> it's like, okay, you guys ever seen that lady plays pool? They call it Black Widow. You know, that's a pronoun. Her name's not Black Widow. That's her nickname. Right? Air Jordan isn't called Air. It's a nickname. You, 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 you serious? Yeah. God, don't let these people watch a boxing match. First of all, they'll freak out. Secondly, they're going to pick up on people have nicknames. You know, the hitman Hearns, he's not really a hitman. <laughs> you, guys, you, you guys are aware of that. Well, uh, uh, really? Yeah, really. Really. Oh, my God. Uh, this is interesting right here. And we've talked about it numerous occasions. The I, I, I think... I think it's abuse. I think it is. I think to allow your child uh, at a very young age because of the insanity of schools, because of the insanity of of a a pushing of a narrative of uh, by their friends and stuff to to jump on drugs willy nilly uh, and and just allow them to do that because it, it, it to me, I think it's abuse. It is. It is. And I'll tell you guys this. I'll share a little something. So I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a 14-year-old stepdaughter. 
and she's gone through, and my boy, and my girl, that really came when her friends pushed, urged, controlled, tried to separate us. It was crazy. What ended up happening, though, is once she realized, well, wait a minute, you, you, you guys don't have your best interest of me in mind. A lot of that just went away and disappeared. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there are real issues with this. You know that. And the, But in the woke culture, to speak out against it makes you, uh, you know, you're transphobic. I'm not afraid of people who are trans. Like, again, stop using the word phobic wrong, right? It's like if you have arachnophobia and you're terrified of spiders, you can't get near them. You're terrified of them. That's that's a phobia. If I think you shouldn't give life-altering hormones to a child because of the it thing to do. Doesn't make me phobic, makes me A, a parent and responsible, and B, concerned, but not terrified of what that child may become. She wanted to be Jenny, now she's Jimmy. I'm terrified! Stop it. Stop it. So Summer is really confident in being a girl, and Summer has the body of a male, and Summer's 13. And so what we want to do is we want Summer to be able to be like, you know, 13, 14, 15, and still have a lot of time to think through her identity while preserving her body in this state, rather than making her go through a whole painful process of turning into um, a, you know, a grown male body when she already experiences so much gender dysphoria in her current body. <laughs> no, no, wrong. Wrong. So you got a mom who's concerned about all of this stuff going on here. Like, well, you know, nah, 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 nah. but don't worry. They're going to help her, right? Because they got all, they, with, with no worries. We're helping her. No worries. We got this. And so we've been in other states with summer, not physical states, like emotional, mental states, um, in which she feels depressed or even suicidal. Um, and so what we would hate to do is unnecessarily make her go through this whole process of turning into like a fully grown male body when she doesn't have to. And so we're lucky enough to have the resources and to live right here near Stanford where they can do this, where they can help her without causing any irreversible damage. So the important thing about puberty blockers is you can just stop them at any time. And Summer's natural testosterone would return and Summer would go through a completely normal male puberty if we did that. No, no. By the way, Europe, again, let's let's go to Europe, right? Because all the wokies, oh, go Europe does it better than we do. Summer's better than we do. So let's go through all of that just for a quick second. Denmark. No, nah, we're not doing this anymore. Sweden. No. Grit. NHS, National Health Services, says no, 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 no. We're done. Stop it. Ridiculous. We're not doing this anymore. There isn't going to be any. In fact, it's it, we're thinking it's borderlining on insanity and at times uh, uh, child abuse, uh, giving these kids truly blockers when there is zero study about what it may do to you long term. Zero study. That's coming from the NHS. They have stopped down doing top surgeries, bottom surgeries, all of the things, puberty blocker, all they're stopping it because they're like, there's no information. We don't know. And I'm telling you guys what's coming. 
It's going to be tons of lawsuits. And it is going to be ugly. We have spoken to doctors who say, look, I'm damned if I do now. I'm damned if I don't. If I say no, this is a psychological issue. You need to, you know, you're, you're suicidal or, what, you know, things that were once a, they were cutters. They were bulimic or anorexic. They were, they, the, those things now have been replaced by like, well, the, the problem is this. And if I just do this, my problems will be fixed. And we do no real look into any of this stuff. And the doctors say, if I don't do it, I'm going to get in trouble. If I do decide to give you these, you're going to come back and sue me one day. Here is a person who is detransitioning, went through all the stuff, and now is going back. My name is Maddie, and I sound like a dude, but I'm not. Um, see, so I transitioned for a few years, and I've been off hormones slash detransitioning for a couple of years. Here's the deal. I was a legal adult when I made these decisions. I knew that my voice would be permanently altered, that I would permanently grow facial hair, but now my issue with this is that they're allowing these things to happen to children. Children who can't drive. Children who are not old enough to buy alcohol because their brains aren't, like, they're not mature enough to do that. Oh, well, that's, uh, wait, what? Yeah, I'm not done. Kids who can't get a tattoo without parental consent because that's a permanent thing on your body. Mentally, you don't understand that it's going to be forever. I can't get over this. Like, they can't make these decisions. Guys, they can't. They're babies. They're children. They can't drive. They can't smoke. They can't drink. They can't. Like, this is insane. Why are we allowing this to happen to children? I would have been so much further along in my transition, like, if I would have started that young. And I, I'm detransitioning, so that would not have worked out the way that I thought it would work out whenever I was that age. Yeah. More and more coming out. One that's that's been very vocal lately. Uh, and, of course, the left tries to destroy her because, you know, uh, that's what you do. But uh, Chloe Cole, she's suing uh, Permanente Medical Group, Kaiser Foundation Health Plan and the Kaiser Foundation uh, because of her supervisor slash supervised transgender hormone therapy and surgical intervention when she was between the ages of 13 and 17. Oh, why? Because she's like, I was a no. They never once asked me psychologically about stuff. They never once asked me about a lot of things that you should ask somebody. She was advised by an endocrinologist to start hormone therapy when she was 12. Double mastectomy, right? In a hope to make her male. Oh. Chloe and her parents were never informed of the high rate of desistance for children diagnosed with gender dysmorphia. They were never informed of the high probability Chloe's gender dysmorphia would resolve as an adult without hormone surgery or treatment. Now, A, the money is good. B, it's a very woke thing and the activists have everybody terrified and running. These are all real things, people. They are. And we joke about Woke Wednesday and the silliness and the pronouns and all of this stuff, but this is real. And kids are doing damage to themselves. And there's a group of people that think somehow this is a good thing. 
and that gender is fluid and you can be whatever you want, whenever. No, it's not. It's not, okay? We're not an axolotl. If you don't know what that is, that is an animal. It's like, hey, my arm fell off. Don't worry, I'll grow a new one. We're not one of those, okay? We should be. That would be great. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. Somehow, this insanity has permeated into a younger group and a culture that is running with this because they're looking for something to cling on to because at the end of the day, they want to be different. They want to be special. They're having issues that a lot of kids go through. And somehow doing this is supposed to fix those issues, and it doesn't. And what it creates is a lifetime of misery. And we'll find this out as we are right now, and we're going to find it out more and more. Will it change anything? No, because the powers that be and the people that push this, again, have a lot of people running scared. But you watch what's coming, the lawsuits. That might be a big game changer comparatively to people like me and Matt Walsh and everybody else who get out here and talk about stuff like this. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program, uh, wrap it up straight ahead. Uh, today is December 7th. Why is that date important? We'll talk about that. Wrap it up straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. Think about that. The stuff we're just talking about, the wokeness, the wackiness, the, the craziness. Go back, you know, and think about your, your great-grandfather, great-grandmother, maybe for some of you, your grandparents, and that day that they went through. Much like for many of us reliving, you know, 9-11. But for us, 9-11, it's still fresh in the memory. I mean, it's, it, it's there. Uh, we're losing so many. There's what 1% of people who were in World War II are still alive. By the end of the decade, it's going to be less than probably 10,000. And this is a guy named Lou. Lou Conter, I think his name is. Guess what? Uh, he's going back out to Pearl Harbor. At least he's hoping to. My doctor says, you know, getting there, flying there is only a few hours, but getting to the airport and getting up there and sitting around and waiting there and and eight or ten hours is too much for you to, to take at your age. Oh, and why, why, why does he want to go there? Why does he want to go there, you ask? December 7th is a very big day, and the 2,403 military men that were killed that day should get the recognition above everybody. They gave their life, and they gave the all. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And as you can tell, he's older. Fought in the war was a part of stuff, including that day. We're not heroes. They call us heroes, but we're not. It's the ones that 2,403 men that died are the heroes, and we've got to honor them ahead of everybody else. Amen to that, Lou. And here's the important reason. Lou is one of two that are left. Yeah, I'd like to be there. 
because uh, there's only two of us still living from the Arizona. That's right. He was on the Arizona. And Lou is one of only two that remain. It is important to remember a day like today. It is important to remember what real sacrifice, what real heroism looks like. You know, when we talk about who's the hero of the year, and it's a, it's important to remember so many of these things that kids aren't talk. And you know, last night we had it, we had it, we had it, we were sitting there. And because uh, uh, we we're planning a trip this weekend and I talk to my kids all the time about how blessed we are. First and foremost, everybody that's born in this country. Right. It's white supremacy. Everybody that's born in this country, you start out on second base in the world. Some of you start out at home after hitting a grand slam that you didn't swing. We get that. But you start out on second base and born at the time that you're born in the blessings that we have. We need to remember. It's people like Lou and everybody else who fought real tyranny, fought real evil, fought real, real bad human beings to make sure that we could live an amazing life that we do now. And I don't think we understand that. And I don't think a younger generation. We were talking about last night, Pearl Harbor, and 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 Lily, who's my little capitalist, she's my stepdaughter. She said, "Why did they attack?" And we kind of went through some of the things that were going on. But it it is just a reminder out there. So many of these kids don't understand. They're not taught that what they're taught in school nowadays of the insanity is just how bad and evil America is, and 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 you know colonization and evil and all of this stuff. Never taught the real side of everything yeah we've done some bad things as has everybody else but when push came to shove when evil rose its head in a way that we had never seen we stood there along with our allies toe to toe and those heroes out there like lou said you're not winning today 323-538-2423 at chad benson shows your twitter have a blessed rest of your day we got you over the hump we'll do it again tomorrow as always night night jack This is the Chad Benson Show.